working on a message series that um, this week is rated PG-13. Not because of what the world has to say, but because of what the Bible has to say. What God says about love, sex, and marriage. And I know a lot of you are afraid to talk about these subjects, but I have asked that the high schoolers uh, to stay in because I think it's important that we hear what the Word of God has to say. But if you have a child under the age of 13, we have a wonderful Sunday school department, children's ministry, that uh, they're, they're welcome to go in if you don't want them to hear what the Word of God has to say. So we are on a, a series called Love Revolution. Re- Love Revolution. Revolution means sudden, radical, complete change. A sudden, radical, complete change. And that's what we need because the Bible tells us that we are not to love the world, neither the things of the world. And last week we talked about there was culture's way versus God's way. There's culture's way and then there's God's way. And culture has begun to pollute and infiltrate not only the world... But also in the church, we're finding this either knowing or unknowing that this spirit of the world does creep into our churches. So Paul is writing letters to different cities, and one of them is the Corinthian church. And Corinth uh, is actually found in Greece. And these were people who were much like Americans. They were very intelligent. They were very prosperous people, but they were also in moral decline, which is what we can see in the United States. And so Paul's writing to these people who loved God, but they had been influenced by their culture. So I want you to open up your Bibles or go ahead and open up the handout that you received today to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. We're going to go through verse 20, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and starting with verse 18. For the message of the cross, or in other words, the gospel, is foolishness to those who are perishing. And they think, oh, you Christians, you're weak-minded, you're simple people. But to us who are being saved, and we want it God's way, it is the power of God. Can I get a good amen right there? The old ancient paths still work. It really does. Let's read on. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. God's saying, hey, don't worry about what culture's saying. I can take care of them. The word goes on to say, where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish? Notice this. Has not God made foolish? Foolish, the wisdom of the world. Look at verse 25. For even the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom. And the weakest of God is stronger than man's strength. So here we are. We've got the wisdom of God, what the world would want to call foolish. I'm asking you to adopt this word today. I'm asking you to believe it, to receive it, and live it. Put it to the test. These ancient principles that we call the Word of God still works. 
Culture changes, but God does not. And if you want to write that down, you're welcome to. Culture changes, but God doesn't. So what do we need? We need, instead of the love of the world, we need a love revolution. We need a sudden radical change. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. In other words, they cannot coexist. You've seen that little bumper sticker? It's a lie. Can I get a good amen? For everything in the world, and he's going to go and explain, the cravings of sinful man, and this is what we're going to talk about, the cravings of sinful man, which is love and sex. The lust of his eyes, which is possession and riches. And the boasting of what he has and does. And this is pride and self-containment. This leads to people who are stressed out and overworked and exhausted. It doesn't come from the Father. It comes from the world. Let's read on. The world and its desires pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. I like that, don't you? Last week, we told you about the three major spirits, and we see these small g gods throughout the Bible, and these are the main three. There's more, but these are the main ones. The first one that you'll read in the Bible is about mammon. It's the god of possessions and riches. And money can't make you happy, but it can pay the bills, so there has to be a balance here. And then there's the spirit of Baal, and this is what we talked about last week, the god of power, human attainment, if I could just work more hours, if I could just, remember us talking about that, and and, and when you're at work, you're thinking, man, I feel guilty because I, I should be at home, and when you're at home, you're thinking, man, I feel guilty, I should be working, and you're just stressed out, and you're trying to get kids to soccer ball games, and you're trying to be family, and, and do, and do, and do, but I'm going to tell you, God said to remember the Sabbath, and keep it holy. Remember a Sabbath and keep it holy. Whatever day that is for you, today you chose today and you get an A. You're in the house of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you did good. Did good. That's right. So we have small g mammon. We have small g Baal. But then we have small g Asherah. And she is the God of pleasure. And that's what we want to talk about today. So this Corinthian church, what they were doing... This spirit was in the church, and they were just used to this being a normal thing as part of their worship. When they would go to church, there would be temple prostitution, and it was a form of worship. That's how they would worship. And the key thought of Asherah is this, if it feels good, do it. Doesn't matter what the ancient words say it doesn't matter what your morals might be listen to your body listen to your cravings whatever you feel go for it that that's basically the spirit of asherah and this spirit actually lies to everyone it says don't follow your morals this spirit says follow your body if there's two consisting adults It's okay. 
So this, this spirit says this. Morals doesn't matter. Pleasure does. That's what that spirit will tell you. Morals, they don't matter, but pleasure does. Be led by your senses. So here's the question. How do we break the spirit of Asherah? This is interesting. God predicted that this spirit would actually not only be in our culture, but it would be in generations influenced in the church by foreign gods. Look at Romans chapter 1. This is real interesting. Romans chapter 1, verse 21. They knew God, talking about believers. They had some kind of relationship with God. Let's read on. But they wouldn't worship him as God. They knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God. In other words, I don't want to go to hell, but I don't want to pick up my cross and follow him either. Boy, is that not our society today? I mean, they, we see this all the time. Let's read on. Oh, and before I go on, you cannot change the word of God to fit you. You change yourself to fit God. That's what you do. Can I say that again? We cannot change God to to fit me. I've got to change me to fit God. Let's read on. Or even give him thanks. And they begin to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. In other words, they they were getting their own definition. Boy, don't you hear that a lot. Ah, it's the same God. It doesn't matter who you're talking about. All roads lead to the same place. Not so fast. Jesus said, I'm the only way. I am the truth. I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And notice this. As a result. And I want to tell you, whenever you don't do it God's way, there is a result. And it's not pretty. Hear me today. And especially to the young kids who are here. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Dark and confused. Just our TV shows alone, and this was a study that was done a couple years ago. There were over 17,000 sex acts on TV Alone. That's just TV. 17,000 sex scenes and 91% of them were out of wedlock. They weren't even married couples. And we wonder why we have lost a generation. Let me tell you something else. And I, I, we're all grown ups here. The porn industry revenue is the same. Get this. Their revenue is the same as Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NFL, and the NHL, the hockey, combined together. That's their revenue. This, this is dark, and this is confusing. And this is why we're losing a generation. This is why there's so much disease, because... Culture wants to have it their way, and they don't want to have it God's way. And these are some lies that Asherah is going to tell you. 
And I want to go over these. Um, there's more, but these are the three main ones. And I want to expose them today in Jesus' name. Here's the first lie. That sex is some animalistic action. And you can fill in that word. Sex is some animalistic action. Ah, you're just an animal. You're following your urges, your desires, and your feelings. And, and that's a problem because it goes against the word of God. Let me say you're a young man and you find this girl very attractive. And you can't believe the lie that you're animalistic. That it's just the natural thing. Although it is a natural thing, in marriage is the difference. Or maybe some of you may think, oh, you know what? I'm a girl and I like other girls. Or I'm a guy and I think I like other guys. And I'm, I'm speaking to us all because I think all of us probably have relatives that may struggle in this area. And I want you to know that there's hope for you today. There is definitely hope for you, but you have to do it God's way. Or maybe some, some people are, are very, because of what society has told us and our minds are confused and it's dark, that we even think we might be a different sex than how we were born. And, and I, I am sorry that you have to go through these, these feelings that you're feeling. But I want to tell you this, that your feelings can change. Your feelings can change. Can I get a good amen? You can't trust your feelings because the spirit lies to you. And if you followed everything you felt, you wouldn't even be at church today. Right? If you followed every feeling that you've ever had, we don't live by feelings. We live by convictions, which is the difference. And I say this in love because I know some of us struggle in some of these areas. And, and some married couples may be even struggling outside of the marriage, looking for love in the wrong places. And we don't live by our feelings. We live by convictions because we're not animalistic. Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38 says the just shall live by faith. This, this is the faithfulness. And what I find amazing, and it's just, just thought, this, this is a thought. This is a Jeff thought, okay? You don't have to receive this, but isn't it interesting that Asherah actually brings, when you're talking about sex to your children, brings animals into it. Let's talk about the birds and the bees. Animals. Right? And, and what people are telling their kids, now, you're not going to be able to handle this. You're, you're not going to, you can't help it. You're, you're just going to have to, we're going to help you do it safely. And here's how. And that's not right. Sex is for married people. That's what the Bible says. It's for married people. You are not an animal. You were made in the image of the Almighty God. Amen. And that's a beautiful thing. You were made in the image of God. And you have to guard your feelings. Because feelings lie to you. Let me give you some example why you have to be careful about your feelings. 
Some of you are hunters. Anybody like to hunt? Raise your hand. You may, you may not feel like raising your hand because somebody's going to judge you. You shoot Bambi. But a hunter will wait for a white-tailed deer. And the white-tailed deer are very, actually very smart animals. And you've got the buck with the big racks. You know, that's the one that everybody's wanting. You know, that buck with the big rack. He's a smart animal. And they always have their heads up. The, the buck has his heads up. He's looking around. And he'll go down real quick to get some food. But he'll bring it back up because he's always watching. I always think of that Disney I'm watching, always watching. Well, that's, that's what the buck does. He's always looking around because he knows it's not safe. He's always looking up. And so a hunter could be out there and he's waiting. And then here comes a little fawn. You know, it's like dancing around like, oh, he got some food. He, he, and, and the hunter doesn't want that, that, that little deer anyway. And here comes the mama, the doe. And she just kind of prances out. She, you know, she knows she's pretty safe. And she'll, she's not looking around. She's kind of eating, but not the buck. The buck actually doesn't come out. He stands on the edge of the field. And what happens, he's looking around. And he'll take one step at a time as it's safe. And he's looking around because he knows there could be danger. Until the rut. And some of you know what this is if you're a hunter. The rut is the doe is now in heat and the scent is in the air love is in the air every side and every side. never mind and his head <laughs> this is what's interesting his head's not in the air anymore his head's on the ground and he's going where is she where is she where is she where is she and boom his head's now on the hunter's wall and in his belly you see he's stupid when he doesn't have his guard up. Let me give you another example. Some of you like turkey season. It's going to, what is it, a couple months from now. They're smart. Smart. The eastern turkey can see your eye blink from 50 yards away. They're smart birds. And they're smart until the sound of the hen. And when they hear the sound of the hen, they get distracted. And they're not looking for danger anymore. They're looking for Goo Goo Gaga. I don't know what her name is. And so what the hunter will do is to attract the turkey. He'll make girl noises in the forest. That's girl turkey noise. If you were wondering what that was, you're saying, Pastor, that's bad. I agree. I practiced all week, and that's my best. <laughs> but that's what you do when you go hunting. And you get that turkey call going, and then the turkey's like, and his feathers goes out, and he's going to strut, and he's not aware of danger anymore, is he? And he's trying to go, where are you, baby girl? Where are you, baby girl? Boom, in your belly. Those smart turkeys become very stupid when they're not guarding their feelings. So I know that's a little, tried to be a little humor on a very delicate subject, but here's the application. 
If you buy into Asherah's lie and you think you're an animal, you're going to end up with your head on a wall. You're going to be Satan's trophy is what you're going to be. And it sure is quiet in here, but it's the truth. Number one, the lie is you're animalistic. Number two, let's write this down. That sex is some recreational activity. It's recreational. It's fun. We're young and it's spring break. I didn't even know her name. It's no big deal. It's it's sport. It's entertainment. And it's another lie. There's something beside the sport that's going on. You're going to find out. That sex is not just physical, it's spiritual. You're thinking, aren't you? God intended for the sex act to be an infusion of souls. And it's going to lead us to lie number three, that sex is some isolated event. That you can walk away from it. Culture spends thousands and thousands of dollars. They'll say things like, what happens in Vegas? You've seen it. And it's a lie. It does not stay there. It comes home with you. And in the natural, disease can come home with you. And in the spiritual, it comes home with you. Come on, somebody. And and this is why people who have ever been sexually abused have the hardest time getting over that sin that happened to them. It may not even be your fault. But the reason it's difficult is because two souls have tied themselves together. And there has to be a breaking of that tie. And and it, it it's a problem. And and people struggle with it. And a lot of times they need counseling and medicine just to be okay with it. I'm telling you, it's dark, and it's not isolated. It, it will come home with you. It's not just an act, but it, it leaves an emptiness inside of you. Real love is not a feeling. And take this home with you today, especially young people. Real love is not a feeling. It's committing to another person. It's committing to another person. That's what real love is. Also, I'm going to add this. Real love is not abusive. Real love is not abusive. It's about intimacy. I wish I got a bigger amen than that, but that's okay. It's a truth anyway. If you amen or not. And that's why all these people that that fall into that realm where they've been abused have to get counseling. They have to have medicines to even to cope with it. And I want to explain that that a little bit further. And the church is only saying, don't do this. Don't. But the church doesn't want to talk about it and don't want to say anything except stay away from it. But the Bible actually has a lot to say about sex. Why? Because it's not the devil's idea. It was God's idea. Amen? Amen? God even put the pleasure in sex. He did that. That was his idea. 
It wasn't like Adam and Eve were in the garden and God sees them. Love is in the air. And he looks at him and he goes, oh my, or oh I God. No, he did this. This was his idea. If you are married and anytime it's outside of that, there's consequences. Can I get an amen? And this message is PG 13 because of what actually God says about sex. I'm going to explain something to you. You have to be mature to receive this. And we're going to be reading in Proverbs chapter 5. When the Bible speaks of a male's reproductive system, he refers to it as a fountain and a woman's as a well. So if you don't understand that, you need to go back to your mama again and get an explanation from her. But Proverbs 5 is going to tell us something And you have to understand this. And it says, drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. In other words, God is saying, I've made sex fun, but with parameters. And here's the parameters. One man, one woman in marriage. No matter what culture says, according to the word of God, one man, one woman in marriage. And let's read on. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets during spring break? Having sex with just anyone. You should reserve it. You should reserve it. And this is where I want to convince our youth today. You're not going to say amen because you're embarrassed, and I get that. But nobody ever gets to the end of their life and says, man, if I had just had more sex partners in my life, my life would be better. They don't say that. It's just not what they say. You know what they say? I wish I had to live for God more. I wish I had to serve God more at the end of their life. Let's read on. Never... Share it with strangers. Let that sink in. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She is a loving deer, a graceful doe. And it goes on to say, let her body please you, but don't please yourself Outside of the marriage with a prostitute. Let's jump down a verse or two. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. So if you don't, some people, I think it's so funny. People say, I don't want the Lord in my life. Well, he's there anyway. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. This is what the word says. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. He takes an evil man is held captive by his own sins. There are ropes that catch and hold him and he will die for a lack of self control. He will be lost 
because of his great foolishness. When you make bad choices, it strangles your life. Now, all of us in this room have had some form of problem with Asherah. Something may have happened to you as a child. Some of you may have done things before you came to Christ, before you got married. And I'm not here to condemn you. If you have brought this to Jesus Christ and you've asked him to forgive you of your sins, you are clean before God. And I want you to understand that. Because we got to break this spirit of Asherah. And it's very sneaky. I, when I was a, a younger man, not so smart, I, I used to really want to be dressing dapper. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to look GQ. In fact, I used to buy GQs. And it got to the point where I wasn't, you're not really sure what they're selling in the magazines. Because the women, they may be selling something, but they didn't have a lot of clothes on to sell it with. And actually, my wife brought it to my attention. And she said, so it's okay just because you want to dress a certain way to be able to look. And, and you think about Sports Illustrated, the swimsuit edition that's coming out, what, this month, next month? I don't know. It's always close to the first of the year. Maybe it's out already. I don't know. And isn't it interesting that it's everywhere and it sneaks into our life in certain ways. And I, I had to quit buying the magazine. I, I, I did. I threw them away. I thought, well, you know what? I don't need this in my life. And some of you are going to have to do the same thing. Maybe there's some magazines you need to throw away at your house. Sure is quiet in here. Let's look at Jeremiah 16. Actually, Jeremiah 6 and 16. You say, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. So when you're at the crossroads, I don't know what to do. Should I give in to this? He said, you're at a crossroad. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is. Walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. And this is my job. To lead you by green pastures and still waters. To restore your soul. Go old school and look at the ancient paths. It's not restrictive. It's rest. Can I say that again? It's not restrictive. It's rest. Now this Corinthian church had paid prostitutes to have sex during church. And they didn't think twice about it. They didn't know any better. And God only knows how many partners they had. But let's read 1 Corinthians 6 and 15. Do you not know? In other words, they didn't understand something. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? He doesn't dwell necessarily in buildings. He dwells in us. That's where he dwells now. And that you are the holy place. When I was young and, and a teenager and it was dating years, 
They used to tell us at church to get one of those big old grandma white Bibles. How many know what I'm talking about? The big ones? When you're on a date, put it, put it between you and her. And you won't be able to get over Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to do anything. That, that's basically what they told us. <laughs> Your bodies are members of Christ. Well, let's read on. Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? He just comes out and says it. To fuse the deepest level of intimacy, body and soul. He says, never. Do you not know he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? That explains a lot. Why sexual abuse is so bad and and hurts so much. It's a big deal. And God wanted to put this beauty in marriage. And and Paul's going to quote again. He says, it's from Genesis. The two will become what? One flesh. But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. So what are we going to do about it? He, he goes on in 1 Corinthians 6 and 18. Flee from sexual immorality. Everybody say flee. That's right. Flee from sexual immorality. What is that? Any sex outside of marriage. One man, one woman in marriage. You don't manage moral, immorality. Run from it. It's in our face so much. Let's read on. All other sins a man commits are outside his body. Notice this. But he who sins sexually sins against his own body. You've messed yourself up now. Do you not know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Honor God with your body. Why don't you write that down in your notes? Honor God with my body. I know I've stirred up. A lot of stuff. I may have reminded you of some previous pain. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you didn't get this kind of message when you were young. But these are the messages that will save you so much trouble. It will save you so much heartache. So what do you do? Number one, you repent. Everyone say repent. That's not coming down to an altar and crying tears. That's not repentance. Repentance is changing your mind. Although you may come to an altar and you may cry tears because of your past. But true repentance is a mind change that changes the direction you are living. That is repentance. It's a mind change. God's made it clear. Do it God's way. God's standard. Paul deals with this in his second letter to the Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 6 and 17. Therefore, come out from them, in other words, the world, and be what? Separate, says the Lord. Touch no 
clean thing and I will receive you. And that goes for movies, that goes for computers, your cell phones, even your music. Can I get a good amen? You have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will direct you if you allow it to happen. Let's read on. I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. The first thing you can do is repent, a mind change that changes your direction. The second thing is this, and especially if you've ever been sexually abused, receive forgiveness or receive healing is a better word. Receive healing. I like that, don't you? Something may have happened to you that has caused you so much guilt or shame. If you've done something outside of marriage, receive forgiveness. Receive it. This is what I love about God. God forgives, he cleanses, and he forgets. There's not another God like that because the spirit of this world will constantly remind you, you did this, this happened to you, and that's not of God. God will forgive you, he will cleanse you, and he will forget. He removes the memory of it, and he can make you pure and white again. Isaiah 1 and 18, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. And here's the last one. Reorder your life. Reorder your life. Get a filter on your internet if you have to. Get different friends if you have to. (laughs) It's quiet. Quit going to certain places that you know you shouldn't go. And it will save you from a ton of pain and shame. And God will give you something beautiful on the other side. Beautiful on the other side. God's laws were not for him. They were for us. Right? And this is the last thing I want you to fill in. Because I think this is so good. Giving up something now for something better later isn't a sacrifice. It's an investment. And you have the choice. You're at a crossroads. Are you going to do it culture's way? Are you going to do it the world's way? Are you going to do it Asherah's way? Or are you going to do it God's way? And I'm here to tell you, God's way always works the best. Always. You need to make up in your mind where the battle is taking place. What you're going to do about this message. Because it's up to you. God gives you a free will. And here's the thing. And I'm going to ask our praise team uh, to come on. We're going to close out the service, but I, I, I want to tell you this. And I, and I want you to listen because I have relatives that struggle 
They struggle with their identity. And we don't, we don't shame them. We, we don't condemn them, but we love them with truth. And when some of our relatives came out and said, hey, I think I'm a lesbian, we said, well, first of all, I want you to know we love you. Second, that's not God's way, but we will pray for you. Because God doesn't change. Hear me today. God doesn't change. Culture changes, but God doesn't. And his word is still the same. And you have a choice. You, you can. Here's what's interesting. I, I was reading some studies. And, and I know that this, some of you may struggle with this. And, and I pray for you. In fact, uh, the Lord gave me some dreams before about some of you that struggle with this and what God wants to do in your life, and it's miraculous. But even the people who think that they're transgender and they get sex change operations are still not happy. You know why? Because the chromosomes that God put inside you, they don't ever leave. Who you are born as never changes either. You can put other hormones in your body and and try to be close to somebody you think you want to be, but it won't make you happy. In fact, all these studies are now showing these people wish, there's so many who, who say, I wish I had never done this. Because they can't be happy with what is going on. Our culture is telling you something, and it's a lie. Asherah is telling you something, and it's a lie. And you have a crossroad in front of you. Am I going to go culture's way, or am I going to go God's way? And I pray, and my prayer is that you will accept God's way. Embrace it. You say, well, I'm struggling. Well, you know what? Tell God. Tell God, hey, I'm struggling. I've got these urges, God. I, I think I'm different. Or, or maybe some of you as married couples, God, I, I'm looking somewhere. I'm here to tell you he already knows. You might as well be honest with him. And just give it to the Lord. Repent right here. A mind change and a direction change. And say, you know what? I'm not going to go that way anymore. I'm not going to have that look anymore. I'm, I'm not going to be looking around anymore. Does this make sense? And then receive forgiveness. Some of you, you're so hard on yourself. God loves you. <laughs> Young people, God loves you. Each and every one of you. And he, and he, he, but he doesn't want you to stay where you're at. You, you should always be growing in him, learning from him. Let's stand today. I could give a whole lot more scriptures, but you could read Song of Solomon all by yourself. It's very interesting <laughs> because love in a relationship was God's idea, not the devil's. And there's a lot that God wants to say about it. And he says it's good with parameters. And today, there's so much that's 
trying to gain your attention, 